0: So, welcome to all of the listeners from all over the world. And, you know, it, we I just did a show which was the 55 points of Unhealed Parts, which was a show that was on last week. Uh, and I have to say it had the most hits of any show that was ever done. So, I think what is really, really wonderful is that so many people are really, really understanding what it is to take responsibility and getting empowered and to change our life for the better. Now, this show is an extension of that, and I'm going to talk to you about what the show is. This show is a very important manifestation show, and I always love the manifestation shows because it takes us to the core root of energetic realities and how to really, really work in sync with life. And the reason this is a very important manifestation show is because truly all of us want to manifest a life that is free of emotional pain. So during this show, you will learn why your emotional pain may have been in repeat and why you have not been effectively able to stop experiencing it. You're going to receive in this show the answers as to what is really causing your pain and how to effectively treat and heal your pain to completion. And you're also going to learn about one of the most painful human beliefs that you can ever have, which has been holding you firmly in your pain, and how you can release this belief and start flowing into healing. So the name of this show is simply How to Heal Emotional Pain. And I really hope you're going to enjoy it as much as I've enjoyed putting it together. So let's get into it pain hurts. We all know that. And emotional pain is often the worst because it's not like a fracture that can be set or a wound that heals with care and treatment. Emotional pain can be ongoing and it can keep showing up in our life over and over again. We can all recognize that emotional pain can be the hardest pain to heal of all. So Usually, the reason is because we don't know how to really heal emotional pain. It's not like we can go to a doctor and we can put a cast put on it or we can take an antibiotic or we can get it stitched up and ointment put on it. It just doesn't work like that. So the usual way we try to heal emotional pain is to get on with it and avoid the pain. And this may work for a little while. But we know that if the pain is substantial, it lingers. And if we can shelve it away, that usually another identical episode will crop up in our life that hurts again. So it could be a memory, it could be a trigger, it could be an actual event. And it's like we're getting the message, you need to do something with this. But until we know how to, what can we do with it? Often emotional pain can show up at the most inappropriate times if we're trying to just get on with it and we're trying to shelve it. I remember when I was going through the trauma of my emotional pain, I used to be at the checkout at the local supermarket, as an example, and it would take one look from the attendant or one how are you or to bump into somebody I knew for me to sell the pain welling like an uncontrollable avalanche and I would burst into tears. I remember watching TV commercials with family or friends and I'd be in floods of tears through something that would trigger off simply through a TV commercial even though I was trying to appear as okay and together. And of course late at night when there was nothing else to distract me and I'd be really wanting to get some sleep the overwhelming grief, pain, and the loneliness were hit. Now, I'm not a natural crier. I used to just be tough and do my best to move on, but I'd find myself so depressed, so anguished, and so stuck that once every month or so, I would have uncontrollable tears of pain for hours on end. And after a good cry, I would get some relief But the question was, for how long? I know lots of people that are much better naturally at crying than I am. They're able to cry nearly every day. And I used to envy these people, friends of mine and people that I knew. But then I discovered that they too were still struggling with their emotional pain. And despite being able to cry and cry, their pain and their crying was still in repeat. Now, we all know that crying is a relief and we may not know or we may know that it's actually the body's way to be a natural anesthetic to the pain. But is it the real answer? After discovering all that I did about emotional pain, which is things like peptide addiction and inner identity and all the things that I talk about in my videos, and if you haven't watched them On my blog or on YouTube you can actually find them the phenomenon of of narcissistic abuse and how to overcome it so I discovered a lot and what I really realized that crying is not the full answer it does provide relief but the relief is still temporary so what I did discover is that unless we deal with what is actually causing the pain we will have to keep carrying the emotional pain And we only have the temporary relief of crying, off-loading, which is talking to somebody or a cuddle from a supportive other, but the pain will still persist in our life. So our normal human version, the one that we've all been programmed, uh, unfortunately, ineffectively to look at, is that version of what is causing the pain naturally is the cause of my pain is he or she did this to me. Now, when we dissect this, we can understand very logically that this is a powerless way to try to ease or treat the pain. Because if we were to use this model, we actually need to force this other person to make it up to us, to stop doing what they are doing, to repair the damage, and start providing what we need and want to feel better. Now, certainly in the case of dealing with a narcissist, this is as likely as flying to the moon without a space shuttle. It's not going to happen. So then what we might try to do is try to get somebody else to make it up to us, provide us with what will make us feel better. And this may be the case of trying to find another partner who will provide us with what makes us feel good, with what the narcissist didn't and take our pain away for us. Now, in these times of our great pain that we're feeling, we may feel so powerless that it's almost like infantile regression. We're childlike in the powerlessness of our pain. And it's really akin to wanting a parent to pick us up, hug us, love us, provide us with care, support, and security in order to take this pain away for us. Now, the truth of the matter is, we actually have no power to make anyone else do anything. It's outside the center of our influence. It's outside of us. We don't have the power to do that. And it's also an energetic impossibility. We cannot create a life free of pain outside of us without dealing with the pain and supporting, loving and soothing our inner self, our self. And it is our responsibility and only choice if we do want a life free of emotional pain. Because if we're going to choose anything from a state of emotional pain as a choice, whatever we choose, that is going to create more emotional pain. It's going to be a poor choice. And it's just pure law of attraction playing out which is the indisputable energetic law of the physical universe, and there's nothing that we can do about that. So what can we do? How can we get out of pain properly? How can we heal emotional wounds and treat them just as if we were putting a cast on a fracture or stitching up and treating a cut? How can we heal our emotional pain to completion so that it's not in repeat and it doesn't keep showing up for us. First of all, we need to take responsibility. We need to realise that us, ourself, is the only person who can help our emotional pain. Others can offer temporary relief, but they can never provide us the real thing. Taking responsibility means that we need to get to the bottom of our emotional pain. We need to grant it our full attention rather than just trying to avoid it or hoping that somebody else can provide enough happiness that will erase it. And by taking responsibility, we need to understand what is causing our emotional pain. Now, my understanding and my personal journey, as well as being a part of thousands of people's recovery from emotional pain, has truly allowed me to realize that our emotional pain is our beliefs about our love, life and others that haven't been serving us, that are causing the pain. It is these defunct and painful beliefs that we've accumulated over our life that have been painful and have attracted more pain into our life. Now you can have a look on my blog or the radio show about the show Healing from Narcissistic Abuse by Loving Yourself and Taking Responsibility to understand more. And there was a fantastic share on there from one of the ladies from the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Central group on Facebook who absolutely, honestly and openly shared 55 of her defunct beliefs that have created pain in her life. Because, like many people who are working the inner processes, she is really dedicated to healing these beliefs so that the pain stops and her life is no longer painful. So, if you haven't listened to that radio show or looked at that blog article yet, I really urge you to do that. It's going to. And as I said, with that radio show, that is the most listened to radio show I've ever done in all the years I've been doing radio shows. That's how powerful that show is. Okay, so then what happens is these painful beliefs that we've accumulated, then after we hurt again, the hanging on to and living our life as per these beliefs continues to supply more pain. That is until we finally get the message and we do the inner work on these beliefs. Now, the greatest belief that we can ever have in our life that hurts may shock you when I explain it to you, but I hope through explaining it to you, you're going to understand what I'm talking about. The greatest belief that is ever going to hurt you is the belief in right and wrong. Now, please know, I am not suggesting that you give up your values, because truly, your values define who you are and what is or isn't okay and what reality you want to live and create is your life. It's wonderful to have your values and it's in fact essential to have preferences. It's wonderful to have and make choices and it is wonderful to work on ourselves in order to be living and aligned with the truth of our beliefs. Now I'm going to explain where values go wrong it is when they become judgments as soon as we look to our outer world and we judge anybody else's belief life behavior performance as wrong our life goes pear shaped and our pain increases because what we are effectively saying is you are wrong and I am right And in order for me to be okay, safe and healthy, I need to force you to live by my standards of being right. And if you don't, I'm going to condemn you. I'm going to judge you. And I'm going to hang on to the pain of how you hurt me. This means we're going to carry pain, resentment, regret and grief about how wrong this person was, how they wronged us and how wrong our life is now because they wronged us. It means we are holding another person responsible for living our values in life instead of creating and living and being true to these values ourselves. Regardless of what certain others are or aren't doing, which of course we have no control over. Now let's have a look at this. Has the values of marriage and monogamy assured people people of a stable, loving, committed marriage and fidelity? No, it hasn't. Have the Ten Commandments created a world free of murder, theft, adultery and deception? No, they haven't. Look at our world. Have the doctrines and the standards and the rules and the regulations created a world of right? They have, in fact, created so much of the opposite. They've created people being incensed, devastated, and tortured by the fact that other people simply won't live up to their versions of wrong and right. It's really important to understand. Values with judgment do not create what you value. They create more of what you are judging. They bring more pain and fear into your life and they deliver more of what hurts you, more of what you are judging. So when we strip it all back to energetic law, we can understand there is no right or wrong. There is simply cause and effect. There is simply what is. And then the choices are, are we going to be devastated and incensed and wronged by what is? Or are we going to use this information to make the choices to define who we are in relation to this what is? We all need to accept that everyone without exception makes choices as per their belief systems about themselves, life, love and others. Everyone is doing the best they can with what they have, regardless of whether it is right or wrong. Everyone is acting out the models of their beliefs, regardless of any doctrines or rules about right and wrong, and we have absolutely no control over that. And one of my latest radio shows and blogs was How to Change Your Behaviour Without Flipping Back Into Old Habits, And in there, I explained how everybody's actions, including your own, are all born from your belief systems. And it doesn't matter how right or wrong you logically know anything to be, it's your inner belief systems that are creating your behavior. So the truth of the matter is we only have control over ourselves and our own choices and behaviors. Which means that what life brings to you either does serve you in relation to your preferences about life or it doesn't serve you. And truly even be it doesn't serve you, which obviously means it's not pleasing or preferable to you and it may even be painful. That is still serving you because it grants you the opportunity to take responsibility feel into yourself, define your truth and make a different choice that does serve you. It grants you the incredible process of evolution which is to, to, which is to define yourself and create the alignment with yourself like love and others that is your truth. If you continue to choose what doesn't serve you which is hurting you, you will stay attached to it. And that's when we try to force somebody else to be our version of right, or if we can't, which we can't, we, we totally can't, we're going to agonize how over this person wronged us by declaring that we won't accept what they did. It was wrong. We've judged it. We're not going to accept it. And what we do is we're actually doing a lot more than accepting it. We are choosing it over and over again into our life. And how we do that is because we're not able to let the pain of victimization go. And what this means is if we do this, we're going to retract identical situations of being wronged into our experience because this is exactly where our focus and our energy is attached to. So by definition, if we're doing this, if we're judging others as wrong and we state that they've wronged us, by definition, our version of our self, love, life and others is going to be pain and being wronged. These are the associations that we've attached to our belief systems and our life. And this, of course, can only create more of the same. So when we let go of the belief about right and wrong, we start moving into a healing space. We start flowing with being able to heal our unhealed wounds that have been playing out and causing more pain unconsciously in our life. So the 55 points in the article, which was healing from narcissistic abuse by loving yourself and taking responsibility, they're a fantastic starting point. And you may relate to a lot of those, and you may have different ones. What's been fabulous is that people are now emailing me lists and getting in contact with me, and they're saying, I relate to a lot of those, but these are more of mine as well. And these are the people that I really, really see healing that are doing this. So the healing space, when we drop the judgments of right and wrong, the healing space we move into is... I understand that nothing is right or wrong. It just is. I also understand that my soul is calling forth every condition and circumstance showing me what I need to heal. And this is right in relation to my soul's true agenda to heal and be the highest expression of love, joy and expansion and truth that I could ever desire. So these are the first fundamental beliefs that start putting an end to your emotional pain. The so working on the beliefs to follow are going to be. Once you've accepted that and let go of right or wrong. The next part is is going to be the dissecting and the embracing and the releasing of the previous beliefs that you had about yourself, life and love and others that have not been serving you. Because it is those beliefs, it is those false beliefs that are the true causes of your emotional pain. And you can understand that the people on the outside were actually only bringing that up to the surface for you so that you could acknowledge, embrace, and commit to healing these unhealed parts. It actually wasn't about the other person wronging you They were showing you what you needed to heal. What they have brought up for you already existed within you. It already hurt. It was just lying in a more dormant state until it was activated. And when we're really honest with ourselves, we'll acknowledge that what might be really hurting now has already shown up in our life and hurt before. It just may have been on a smaller scale. And it may not have grabbed our attention as powerfully as it is now. And it has taken a significant other, someone who really had a powerful impact on your life, to really bring the message home. It wasn't something you could just flick away. It wasn't something that you could drive in your car away from. It wasn't something that you weren't sharing a bed or a life or security with. But this time, it may be that case. One thing is for certain. The more something hurts, the larger the gap is between your true self, which is your true healthy beliefs, and the beliefs that are hurting you. The false and painful beliefs are hurting you so much emotionally because they are not a truth that is serving your soul. And this is why they are hurting. That's the simple formula. So... Hence, it is time to close the gap. It's time to confront these false beliefs that are hurting, squarely and transform them in order to bring them into alignment with your soul truth, which is your true self-function. Now, people who do the inner work on themselves understand this process very well and they understand the difference. So it's really important to understand that your soul truth, and I call it coming home to yourself, it just is the flow of what you want. It is the happiness, the love, the expansion, the love, and the success that you dearly desire. Your soul is working for you and not against you. And that includes every experience it is bringing to you in order to allow you to know if you are aligned with your true self and your soul truth or not. And if you are, it feels great on that topic. And it works out great. And if you're not aligned, it feels painful and it delivers painful experiences. The truth is there are no villains. The only thing stopping you from aligning with and shifting your beliefs in order to flow and be at one with life is yourself. I understand this. I promise you I'm not just standing here telling you this being all high and mighty about it. I promise you I know this intimately. I battled with this for eons. I tried to avoid my unhealed parts. I did not want to acknowledge them. And I wanted to believe everyone and everything else was hurting me and was wrong. This got me nowhere except more pain all the way until nearly becoming deceased. So we all need to realize that when we take responsibility, yes, there are going to be other people in your experience who were the catalyst showing you your unhealed parts, but they may need to heal tons of stuff too. They may have a ton of defunct beliefs. There's a saying, Neil Donna Walsh brought it forth, what hurts you so much that you need to hurt me like this? So the truth is there's a lot of painful beliefs going on for abusers, but that isn't your responsibility and it certainly isn't your business. We can only help people when they genuinely take responsibility and ask us for help. We cannot step in and try and fix and change and help people that are not at that point in their life. It actually doesn't work. First of all, it takes us away from taking responsibility for ourselves and it also allows others to scapegoat and project onto you what they're not taking responsibility for. It's lose, lose all the way. So realize that this person's unhealed parts, they're not your responsibility and it certainly isn't your business that's the journey of his or her soul. It's not your journey. Your journey is your soul and your unhealed parts. So therefore to simplify and this is to close off this show and it's a simplification of what you need to do. The true path. To heal from emotional pain, step one, realize if your pain is in repeat that you do have beliefs about yourself, life, love, and others which are not serving you. Step two, realize that trying to get somebody else to fix this pain or to just ignore it is not going to heal it for you. Step three, drop the judgments of right and wrong and accept it is what it is. Step four, realize that what has wronged you is in fact right because it has offered you the ability to heal the false beliefs that have been hurting you. Step five, use the experience of what has not served you to grant you the opportunity to define yourself, heal yourself and create alignment and creations with the values you wish to live. Step six, Commit to the inner work to heal your painful beliefs. Set yourself free from pain and fear and become a match for what you do wish to experience in life. Step seven, be grateful that every experience in your life was in fact a healing agent allowing you to heal and define yourself. So I hope that makes sense to you. You may have to listen to this show a few times to absorb it. And I know the people that really are at that level and doing that inner work know what I'm talking about and I really hope you can break free from your past judgments of right and wrong and how they've been keeping you in pain and move forward into your evolution and your healing and your freedom because that's what this is all about. So that's it from me to next week. Lots of love, everybody. Bye-bye.